Antibody Therapeutics, a review. Mark Chu and Gary Gilliland from Jensen Research and Development, LLC, USA. Current Opinion in Structural Biology, 2016. The successful introduction of antibody-based protein therapeutics into the arsenal of treatments for patients has within a few decades forced intense innovation in the production and engineering of antibodies. Reviewed here are the methods currently used to produce antibodies along with how our knowledge of the structural and functional characterization of immunoglobulins has resulted in the engineering of antibodies to produce protein therapeutics with unique properties, both biological and biophysical, that are leading to novel therapeutic approaches. Antibody engineering includes the introduction of the antibody combining site variable regions into a host of architectures, including bi- and multi-specific formats that further impact the therapeutics properties, leading to further advantages and successes in patient treatment. Introduction Monoclonal antibodies, MABS, and proteins derived in part from monoclonal antibodies have established themselves as one of the largest groups of biologics biotherapeutic proteins that are known being used to a wide variety of therapeutic applications. The discovery and development of hybridoma technology created the foundation for modern-day monoclonal antibodies discovery and development. This has been arguments over the years by the application of phage and other display systems, transgenic animals and other approaches for monoclonal antibody discovery. The successful development of, the, of a therapeutic monoclonal antibody often requires generation of a selective important molecule, humanization of sequences, affinity monitoration, FC engineering to modulate effector functions, and engineering to deal with biophysical liabilities that would negatively impact manufacturability. In recent years, the production of B-specific monoclonal antibodies and AB-derived therapeutics in a variety of alternative formats are making their way into the clinic. Because of the vast number of applications on the discovery, application and engineering of monoclonal antibodies, this review will focus on updates of the generation of tar target and antigen binding region of the antibodies and the incorporation in therapeutics. Natural antibodies or immunoglobulins play active roles in the immune system by recognizing and defending against pathogens. The binding regions of the monoclonal antibody are made up of the heavy chain HC and light chain LC variable domains that determine the specificity and affinity of the antibody. The stem of the Y-shaped AB is called FC region and it's composed of two pairs of constant glycolyside HS domains. The FC is responsible for effector functions and contributes to the extended half-life of the molecule in blood plasma. The FC effector functions include involvement in a number of cell-killing mechanisms through its protein and carbohydrate interaction with FC gamma receptors and components of the complementary system, as well as agonism 
activity mediated through cross-linking. The FC Half-Life functionality is carried out mostly through interaction with the FCRN. Antibody variable V regions of the FAB are one of the focus areas of therapeutic engineering because of the role they play in antigen or target binding. The antigen combining site is formed by the combination of six hypervariable or complementary determining regions CDRs, three from both the HS and LS. The amino acid residues of the V regions that are in direct contact with the antigen are referred to as the paratope. The surface region of the antigen is direct contact with the AB paratope is referred to as the epitope. As the first structures of antibody fab fragments became available, it was discovered that of the six CDRs, all but CDRH3 have a limited number of main chain conformations, often referred to as canonical structures. Recently, the early analysis have been expanded to include the V regions of all available antibodies and antibody constructs. This recent work has also identified a small set of canonical structures for short CDRH3 loops. This knowledge is being used to guide V-region modeling engineering studies and is also being used to detect residues in the CDRs that could influence the biophysical properties. Described in the following sections are the methods used to generate and engineer therapeutic antibodies. These representative methods and how they relate to the therapeutic antibody discovery process are shown in Figure 3. It should be realized that the development of the every therapeutic antibody follows a unique path that incorporates many, but not all, of those described in the section below. Animal Immunization and Hybridoma Generation The field of therapeutic antibody began with the generation of monoclonal antibody via diffusion of murine B cells and, and murine myeloma cells to produce single fusion cell lines, hybridomas, which produce monoclonal antibodies with a single unique specificity. In this way, monoclonal antibodies against almost any antigen are created, but the direct therapeutic use of murine monoclonal antibodies in humans is limited by both the high incidence of harmful immune responses against the murine monoclonal antibody and the lack of sufficient effector function for murine monoclonal antibodies. Today, murine monoclonal antibodies destined for therapeutics after their generation by immunization of animals, mice or rats are then engineered to prevent an immune response in patients against non-human sequences. Initially, this was partially achieved through chimerization replacement of the constant region of the rodent antibody with those of a human antibody. Today, V-region humanization often uses CDR grafting in which the CDRs are combined with human V-region framework sequences. This process often reduces the monoclonal antibody affinity and hence it is usually followed by affinity maturation. In order to eliminate the efforts required for humanization of monoclonal antibody therapeutics, 
transgenic mice and rat strains have been developed to generate human monoclonal antibodies directly. In these animals, the murine immunoglobulin loci have been replaced with human sequences. A number of different approaches are now being used to generate monoclonal antibodies directly by using transgenic animals. Microbial display. Because the antibody paratope is well understood and as mentioned in the introduction section, several approaches have been developed to produce synthetic combinational libraries for the identification of human monoclonal antibodies for specific targets. This is especially useful in developing monoclonal antibodies against antigens that would be difficult to obtain using animal-based technologies, including toxic, non-immunogenic or safe antigens. The display technology was originally described by Smith in the form of phage display and peptides through the incorporation as a fusion into the sequence of phage gene 3 protein. Modified versions of this phage display approach are widely used as monoclonal antibody discovery platforms. Among the selection technologies currently available, the display of antibody libraries on bacteriophage M13 by genetic fusion of antibody fragments to the phage minor code protein P3 or its C-terminal domain is most frequently used. The challenge is to link the DNA sequence within the phage particle to the protein or peptide displayed on the surface of the phage particle. This linkage facilitates the selection of the specific binding property. Phage display is often used with antibody fragments that include single-chain variable region fragments and FAPs. Screening involves the selection of molecules with the desired properties including antigen binding, cross-reactivity in binding between defined species, increased stability, etc. Alternatively, more focused approaches can vary the sequences at specific positions in the CDR regions by the wobbling gene synthesis. A variety of methods can be used to screen the relevant residues, such as phase display to generate human antibodies directly from naive human libraries. The sequences have also been optimized for expression in E. coli in a monovalent FAB format, thereby minimizing the potential of aggression. The intention of this work was to create a monovalent FAB display that was optimal for the selection of high affinity antibodies, yet without losing antibodies with medium affinity. It was shown that sufficient numbers of FAB P3 complexes are incorporated into the phage particle to achieve this. The FAB format is stable and does not form dimers or multimers, as is often the case of SCFV, a single chain version of the VH and VL domains of an antibody. This format allows the selection for affinity and not avidity, and rapid off rate screening include periplasmic extracts. One drawback, however, is that they usually rely on random combination and thus, most likely, unnatural VH and VL antibody pairings. Eukaryotic ribosome display. We extend upon the excellent reviews of synthetic antibody technologies 
poor expression and toxicity to the host bacteria are often issues with antibodies isolated from naive libraries. Likewise, tolerance of an antigen that is highly homologous to host proteins will result in poor response in getting antibodies. This problem can be bypassed by using an in vitro protein evolution to create antibodies that can bind to a desired ligand. The libraries of DNA sequences that code for antibodies for selection can come from synthetic antibody repertoire libraries, yeast display, mammalian cell display, and in vitro vaccinia virus display. In these processes, each antibody sequence is transcribed and translated in vitro. The DNA library are typically fused to a spacer sequence lacking a stop codon, so as to prevent release of factors from binding and triggering the disassembly of the translational complex. Thus, the antibody can protrude out of the ribosome and fold, thus being a part of a complex of mRNA, ribosome and protein, which can bind to the surface-bound ligand. The complexes that bind well are immobilized and after sequence elution, they allows for dissociation the corresponding mRNA can then be reverse transcribed back into cDNA for identification. Repetition of this process with greater selective pressure can be used to isolate even better binders. Additional factors present in eukaryotic ribosome display can enhance protein translation and folding, especially with a variety of post-translational modifications, better than the procreatic counterpart. Ribosome display can select rare sequences in high affinity combining sites. Moreover, with PCR, further diversity can be introduced into the DNA pools after selection to provide an efficient route for protein evolution. In addition, cell-free systems can be used to find binders to toxic and proteolytically sensitive and unstable proteins which can be interactable for selection using microbial or animal methods. Nonetheless, these ribosome display screening depend on the quality of the antigen used for selection. Single B cells. One drawback of the EG transgenic murine systems is that they cannot precisely imitate the human immune response because of the effects of the murine genetic background on antigen processing and B cell regulation. As a result, the recovered antibodies might not display the precise specificity of naturally occurring antibodies in humans. Although this technique has produced numerous useful antibodies, its applicability is limited by differences in binding properties between antibodies expressed in bacterial and eukaryotic cells. In addition, phase display may result in heavy chain and light chain combinations that do not occur in the same B cell in vivo. As is thought to be important in antibody development to maintain the originally VH and VL pairing as exists in human B cells, efficient strategies have been designed which are based on the direct amplification of VH and VL region encoding genes from single human B cells and the subsequent expression in cell culture systems. It is possible to exploit human immune reaction in the discovery of monoclonal antibodies. Simply put, 
human immune response works in the same way as that in a mouse or other non-human mammal. Therefore, persons experiencing a challenge to their immune system, such as an infectious disease, cancer, or a vaccination, are a potential source of monoclonal antibodies directed at that challenge. Human B-cells have also been immortalized by electrofusion or Epstein-Barr virus transformation with or without the use of toll-like receptor ligands. However, these techniques can be inefficient in some patients, such as those with HIV infection and transformed clones that can be lost because of instability. Recently, cell-based microarray and microengraving techniques are being applied to large populations of primary B cells to facilitate the rapid screening and detection of single cells secreting antibodies with the desired reactivity profiles. The single B cell antibody approaches harbor the potential to isolate functional monoclonal antibodies reactive against conformational determinants that are presented predominantly in vivo and difficult to emulate in vitro. Because of this strategy's straightforwardness, the requirement of relatively few cell members of the high efficiency in obtaining specific monoclonal antibodies in a rapid way are balanced by the downsides, the need of adequate human donors and the limitation of certain target molecules. B-lymphocytes expressing affinity-maturated antibodies can be selected and expanded. Furthermore, valuable monoclonal antibodies have been isolated from vaccinated, naturally immunized donors and patients with autoimmune disease. Future advancement of microfluidic platforms, including PCR cycling, combined with next-generation sequencing methods, are likely to exceed the current systems and allow for high-throughput EG gene sequence analysis of individual antibody repertoires. By increasing the availability of such repertoires, single B-cell antibody technologies are likely to take the lead in the development of novel monoclonal antibody therapeutics. Affinity maturation Antibodies generated either from phage, eukaryotic ribosome display or the transgenic roots are often subjected to further engineering that includes replacing residues with liabilities in the binding region to improve its developability and germ lining to replace unusual residues in the framework residues with those present in the pre-mutated GM lines, line genes to reduce the potential for immunogenicity. Immunogenicity can have multiple causes and is influenced by those route of delivery, presence of protein aggregates, use of concomitant medication, dosing strategy, genetic background, as well as amino acid sequence. In addition to reducing the non-human primary sequences, there can be efforts to dehumanize protein sequence by removing T-cell epitopes identified either in silico or using T-cell stimulation assays. When such studies are necessary, they often lead to a reduction in binding affinity and specificity. This is usually remedied by an in vitro affinity maturation process.
protein engineering can modulate the affinity of an antibody to its AG. This is relevant for antibodies generated by phase display or using transgenic mice with human EGG, as these technologies tend to not generate antibodies with the same affinity as immunization-based techniques with wild-type animals. Methods can be in two categories, display-based methods and structure-based methods. Display-based methods rely on building libraries of variants with changes that affect antibody interaction. Panning under high stringency binding conditions can select for improved affinity. Diversity can be introduced randomly across the V gene or can be targeted to specific locations. Because of the size limitations of library construction, it can be difficult to randomize an entire binding site. Thus, a mitigating approach is to focus on CDRH3, that often forms the majority of antibody contacts, or to proceed sequentially through the CDRs, optimizing one at a time, and then using the modulating sequences as the basis for subsequent library generation. Analysis of the antigen-antibody complex structures deposited in the PDB database had shown that the shape of the antigen binding site differs from protein, hepten and peptide binding antibodies and that the number of the location of the antibody-antigen contact sites differ from the various types of antigen. Structure-based methods rely on precise structure information of the antibody-antigen interactions from structures or homology models from which a small number of highly specific mutations in the antibody binding site can be constructed. Thus, structure modeling can focus a more directed effort to optimize antibody V regions to deliver the desired potency and selectivity. By specific antibodies. Since most diseases involve several parallel signaling pathways, multiple inhibitions or receptors and ligands can cause better interferences of various ligand receptor signaling pathways. Simultaneously, targeting can limit the development of disease cell resistance from single or combinational therapy. Polypharmacology to engage multiple targets simultaneously can improve the therapeutic index of drug molecules so as to better treat a disease. Although such offer using combination therapy has been used in small molecule drug discovery, this is being expanded for therapeutic antibodies. There are advantageous mechanisms for, of action that can be developed using antibodies that possess two binding specificities, bispecific antibodies, PS antibodies. An extensive effort to build platforms for the redirection of immune cells to delivery cytotoxicity of target cells can only be achieved by using bispecific agents. The challenge is to identify a specific set of antibodies and determine the effective dose window to generate the desired effect when targeting different specificities. There are excellent reviews of the wide range of protein engineering of bispecific antibodies, antibody fragments without FC domains, antibody fragments with FC domains, FC domains, they can be also be binders 
and full EGG by specific antibodies. Alternatively, the bispecific antibodies platforms can generate monovalent, monospecific antibodies to obtain more specific biology. One of the first applications of bispecific agents were T-cell redirection, in which one FV-arm-targeted CD3 domain in the T-cell receptor complex and the other FV-arm bound to an epitope on a target cell, thereby bridging cytotoxic T-cell into proximity with a target cell to promote lysis and elimination of the target cell. The first set of bispecific antibodies had several drawbacks. They were difficult to generate large-scale batches of homogeneous protein. The design were chimeric antibodies that resulted in having an undesirable immune response, human antidrug antibodies, decreased drug efficiency, safety and possibility of multiple administrations, removal. The second generation's bispecific agents utilize antibody fragments such as ASCFV that were linked with peptide linkers to create bispecific antibody-based molecules. Introduction of a stability-engineered SCFV as part of an EGG-like bispecific antibody enabled scalable production and purification of bispecific antibodies but such construct required optimization to produce the favorable biophysical properties required for a successful therapeutic. Thus, there was a need to generate bispecific antibodies without the need for custom optimization of each fragment-based design. Recombinant bispecific antibody fragments without the FC domains have rapid in vivo clearance and require optimization of protein engineering to generate large-scale amounts of manufacturability. Although methods to increase half-lives such as PEGylation and N-glycosylation, HSA or other carrier protein fusions are possible, such fusions can introduce immunogenicity. Bispecific agents can also be generated using scaffolds which may not be based on antibodies. However, the use of bispecific agents using alternative scaffolds and antibody fusions has been hindered in some cases by difficulties in the level of purity coming from large-scale production of the constructs. These formats, in some cases, can have low solubility, contain non-native linkers, lack stability and have rapid clearance in vivo. Here we focus on human EGG-like bispecific antibodies that have been put together using several innovative technologies including knob-in-hole, strand exchange engineered domain, chemically linked bispecific antibodies immunoglobulin domain crossover, controlled fab arm exchange, dual viable domain. Having the biospecific antibody in a format that's more like a human antibody decreases the risk of generating a molecule for a successful clinical profile. Monoclonal antibodies can be selected and occasionally engineered to have fab arms with multiple specificities. However, generating a FEB arm 
with this activity is still not yet routine. Instead, it is preferable to have a platform that can take a wide array of monoclonal antibodies that could be processed to generate a matrix of biospecific antibodies. The variable regions of different antibodies can be concatenated to generate a dual variable domain antibody. However, optimization of the sequential order and the choice of linkers are required to find the ideal candidate molecules. Alternatively, a native biospecific antibody can be obtained by conducting antibody selections using either common light or heavy chain strategies. Such strategies can require a concerned selection scheme using either display or transgenic animal to obtain human antibodies with such properties. These forms of biospecific antibodies can be prepared by co-transfection of the genes of two parental antibodies that have FC mutations that stabilize the heterodimer, knobs and holes, electrostatic steering, immunoglobulin crossover, and strand exchange engineering domain. Because such constructs require three or four citron gene transfections, there can be permutations of possible domain interactions. Thus, there can be challenges to maximize the biospecific antibody yields during cell growth and from downstream purification. To improve the separation of the desired biospecific antibody from other potential combinations of LCHC pairings, different biospecific antibody engineered has been employed, such as using differential protein A binding, lambda kappa light chain, base affinity chromatography. An extensive maturation process may have to be established for the optimization of biospecific antibody yield and stability. To broaden the screening process of a wide array of monoclonal antibodies in a biospecific format, there are methods to generate biospecific antibodies using purified parental monoclonal antibodies with the respective CH3 domain point mutations. This controlled fab arm exchange process is promising because of the biophysical activity and pharmacokinetic similarity, as well as compatibility of manufacturability to human antibody. In addition, these biospecific antibody technologies allow for incorporation of FC engineering to enhance the potential of therapeutic efficacy. Lead optimization. After identification of therapeutic antibodies for different mechanisms of action, such as neutralizing soluble mediators, binding and killing of cells, and regulating cell function, the antibodies will require optimization of the affinity, selectivity, epitope engagement, FC functionality for the target biological efficacy. The FAB arms can be selected to modulate antigen specificity and binding affinity using affinity maturation of the variable domain, humanization to decrease immunogenicity, engineering of the variable domain to lower the isoelectric point to lower elimination of EGG. In addition to the FAB arm activity, the FC domain can be modified to increase the therapeutic potency of the antibodies. The choice 
of the constant FC region centers on whether specific effector functions, stimulatory functions, tumor cytotoxicity, pathogen phagocytosity, human cell pathogenesis, hypersensitivity, toxin virus neutralization, B cell activation, are required, and the need of a suitable in vivo half life. The choice of EGG1, EGG2 and EGG4 isotypes can affect engagement with FC receptors that act as activators, inhibitors and regulators of immunity. Each isotope has a different hinge and CH1 structure which can affect overall antibody activity. Likewise, there are point mutations through the FC domains that can enhance or abrogate FC receptor engagement. Cell depleting activity can also be mediated by complement activation and the ADCC through FC engineering of EGG hexamers assembled at the cell surface. It is critical to tune selection of the FAB and FC domain activity since there can be interactions between the FAB and FC domains with targets with different epitopic density. Pharmacokinetic modulation EGG antibodies have a half-life that binds to the neonatal receptor FCRN in a pH-dependent manner which contributes to the long half-life. FC engineering can increase antibody half-life through stronger binding to FCRN, which can lead to less frequent dosing. Likewise, there are mutations which can shorten the half-life. Notwithstanding, there are other factors besides FCRN binding, such as overall change of the variable region, which can affect pharmacokinetics. Human heavy chain genes also exhibit extensive structural polymorphisms and, being closely linked, are inherited as a haplotype. Polymorphisms allotypes within the EGG isotype were originally discovered and described using serological regions derived from humans, demonstrating that allotypic variants can be immunogenetic and provoke antibody responses as a result of halloimmunization Different EGG1 allotypes have different influence with FCRN binding which affects pharmacokinetics. Thus, if antitherapeutic antibody responses are encountered in chronic diseases when patients are dosed on a continuing basis, the mechanism of action should be determined if the cause is due to the variable region or allotype recognition. Engineering for manufacturability Although antibodies from phage, hyperdomas or display technologies can be selected for affinity, potency, FC functionality and biological activities, such lead molecules can have poor biophysical properties that can result in problematic developability issues such as poor expression, solubility, promiscuous cross-reactivity and poor pharmacokinetics profiles. Establishing early-stage developability screening assays capable of predicting late-stage behavior is therefore of high value to minimize development risks. The complexity of an antibody monoclonal antibody 
can be subject to multiple mechanisms of degradation. Therapeutic antibodies need to possess the chemical and physical stability to withstand degradation that can occur during the manufacturing process, packaging, storage and delivery. Poor stability can result from amino acid modifications such as deamination, oxidation, isomeration, cyclization, etc., glycosation and antibody disulfide shuffling. The process to generate recombinant antibodies can result in aggregation, lack of solubility at concentrations required for the therapeutic product profile, low for structure integrity due to fragmentation or clipping, and chemical instability of the amino acid residues. Partial unfolding of the tertiary structure of antibodies can result in exposure of normally buried hydrophobic phases that can interact to result in aggregation. While antibodies possess glycans attached to N297 and the CH2 domain of the FC, glycosidation of the variable regions is not preferred because of the variability of the therapeutic product was well as potential interference on antigen binding. Better understanding of the aforementioned heterogeneity of therapeutic molecules can permit development of strategies to better identify the potential modifications to mitigate the risk. Different methods that include oxidation, glycation, high and low pH holes have been introduced to characterize the relationship between protein stability and antibody structure. Relative stability of therapeutic antibody candidates can be evaluated primarily through monoclonal antibody response to thermal degradation, yet this technique is not always productive of stability in manufacture, shipping and storage. Stress studies can be conducted to select leads as well as guide sequence optimization. Computational tools can predict potential manufacturing risks that can occur within the CDR regions through analysis of the CDR interactions with framework residues to permit more rational approaches for stability, improvement and for the elimination of hydrophobic patches that can affect solubility. If such mutagenesis significantly affects activity, then protein formulation will be required to maintain the antibody integrity. Ideally, in silico assessment of manufacturing risks of heat coming from immunization, microbial display, eukaryotic ribosome display, and single B cell can help expedite the therapeutic antibody discovery efforts by focusing efforts on more viable leads. For antibody therapeutics, they rely on FC-mediated effector function for their clinical activity. The terminal sugars of FC glycans have been shown to be critical for safety and efficacy. The production of antibodies in different hosts can alter the EGG1 FC glycoforms and also affect the chemical degradation profiles. However, differences in glycosidation coming from different cell types is of less importance compared with process-related parameters such as cell growth conditions. Different glycosylation variants 
have also been shown to influence the pharmacodynamic and pharmacokinetic behavior while the FC-glycan structure elements may be involved in adverse immune reactions. Conclusion and future directions Since the arrival of the first therapeutic monoclonal antibody in 1986, there are more than 294 monoclonal antibodies which are approved or investigational drugs in the clinic. 36 chimeric monoclonal antibodies, 258 humanized monoclonal antibodies. The large surface area of the CDRs optimized the potential of obtaining the potency and specificity to achieve clinical proof of concept target activation inhibition of blocking of ligand interactions. Most monoclonal antibodies have targeted soluble and membrane proteins, glycoproteins, glycolipids and carbohydrates. Since these targets may have dynamic structures, the selection of the relevant monoclonal antibody will require screening a wide array of epitopes. To obtain monoclonal antibody diversity, multiple approaches to generate V regions may be required. Each screening method has complementary advantages and disadvantages to obtain diverse molecules. Upon discovery of monoclonal antibodies that target different epitopes, the next effort will be to trigger different mechanisms of action using FC engineering. The properties of eliciting FC effector function, control of pharmacokinetics, and tissue specificity can turn the monoclonal antibody to different pathogenic disorders. To increase the potential of differentiation with other monoclonal antibodies, increase of functionality and differentiation can be obtained with combining different monoclonal antibodies with distinct properties into a bispecific format. In addition, there is a already great effort to link multispecificity using coupling with small molecule drugs as well as other protein domains to elicit new biological activity. Likewise, coupling of FAB and FC activity provides greater potential for innovation. Concomitant to the process of monoclonal functional activity optimization, it is critical to couple evaluation of manufacturability to discovery of the lead molecule. Engineering stability, homogeneity by removal of aggregation hotspots, and developability can minimize chemistry, manufacturability, deviceability, and control liabilities. The approaches that have been described will continue to evolve, leading to faster development of therapeutics with better biological and biophysical properties that will address unmet patient needs. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestion, review or article you would like to listen to, follow me on Twitter, pubreading, and let's connect.